Did you miss Canty and Carlin? I mean, Pleasantly Plump actually sounds like a fat person dating app. <laughs> like, if I were single, that I would be on PleasantlyPlump.com. Oh, yeah. That's right next to Farmers Only, PleasantlyPlump.com. Exactly. Oh, come on, big fella. And you, you understand why that is far more insulting than just calling me fat. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, yeah, it just, it's, it's. It's drawing attention to the elephant in the room as opposed to just embracing the elephant that's in the room, saddling (laughs) up and riding that sucker. (laughs) Just saying. It's Canty and Garland on ESPN Radio and on Sirius XM Channel 80. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Let's get to a little Monday night football preview brought to you by our good friends at Progressive Insurance. We have got the Eagles and the Commanders tonight. Eagles, an 11-point favorite at Lincoln Financial Field. The over-under is 43. We, of course, will have our play of the night a little bit later on. We had Jake Gruden on earlier today. The Eagles are undefeated. Canty, we started talking about this a few weeks back. Now everybody's jumping on. Can they go undefeated this season? But the real question is, why are the Eagles just so good? Here's Jay Gruden, the former Washington head coach with us earlier. The way the Eagles are playing on both sides of the football is exciting to me. They're physical up front on offense. They're physical up front on defense. And that's where I believe the games are won, especially late in the year and in the playoffs, is in the trenches. Uh, physicality, running the football, stopping the run, rushing the pass or protecting your quarterback. And that's what the Eagles can do. And they have big play ability with A.J. Brown and uh, and obviously Jalen Hurts. Well, this is how they've been built for a while. When they won the Super Bowl, this is how they were built. They had a very strong offensive line, and they got after the quarterback, and they quite literally won the Super Bowl thanks to Brandon Graham stripping the football away from Tom Brady on a sack. And here they are again in this position again, and they've got, I would argue, better playmakers than they did last time, Canty. No, they do have better playmakers, but I think what's going to be the challenge for the Washington Commanders tonight, Carlin, is being able to keep Taylor Heineke upright. Think about it. The last time these two teams played, you're talking about Carson Wentz being sacked, what was it, nine times? Mm -hmm. That can't happen. They've got to find a way to be able to protect the quarterback. If you don't protect the quarterback, you're going to have a lot of negative plays, a lot of long downs and distances, and I don't care how many players the Washington Commanders have at their skill position core. They're not going to be able to overcome that consistently. That's why you have... One of their team leaders, offensive lineman Charles Leno, talking about the importance of being able to keep Heineke clean. If they can't do that, Carlin, then they have little to no shot at being able to make this a competitive game. Not just winning the game, but just making the game competitive into the fourth quarter. Do you think this is one of those ugly affairs? I think if you're Washington, that's what you want it to be. You want it to be low score. You want the game to be, you know, in the teens or the low 20s. You do. You want to try to shorten the game as best as you possibly can because you are the inferior team from a talent standpoint. So you want to try to get this game to the fourth quarter and be within striking distance. If you're Philly, you continue to do what you've always done. Keep your foot on the gas, especially in that second quarter, and make this a double-digit lead, and Mm -hmm. that way your defensive line can take charge. Now, we got to also throw this out there, Colin, because Jay Gruden came on with us earlier today, and he made the point to acknowledge Jordan Davis' defensive tackle for the Eagles, him being out. 
That affects the Eagles' run defense. We saw that in that Thursday night game against the Houston Texans where Damian Pierce started to assert himself in that third quarter. So that's something to watch. If Philly's offense can't dictate the terms in which this game is played by lighting up the scoreboard, then all of a sudden the absence of Jordan Davis begins to loom large, assuming that the commanders with uh, Brian Robinson Jr. and Antonio Gibson start giving them a heavy dose of running the football. Look, my my issue is, from this standpoint for Washington, is something that Jay touched on earlier. If you try to, you know, they're going to have to try to be as physical as the Eagles are, right? Mm-hmm. I always think it's very difficult to do that against a team that that is completely their identity. Yeah. Everybody talks yeah. about it. <laughs> yeah. Another team excuses it, right? Yeah. Uh, another team uh, executes it, I should say. Uh I, I think it's exceptionally – it's not like trying to play somebody's same game. No, everybody wants to be physical in the NFL. But, Chris, if you're trying to do that to a team that just lives and dies by it, I, I kind of feel like, yeah, okay. Uh, you can get swatted away pretty quickly when you do that. Not that they shouldn't try to be, but I, I feel like a team that, that owns that personality is not going to let you do that to them. Well, I will say this, Carlin. I think it's important to note that the last time the Eagles didn't run for 100 yards in a game, it was against the Commanders in Week 3. So we'll see what happens. But the Commanders' defensive front is built to be able to slow down this Eagles' run game. The questions happen on the back end. Can they stop the explosives to A.J. Brown, Quez Watkins, um, uh, Devonta Smith, and Dallas Goddard? who's putting together an amazing season for the birds. Like, that becomes the question. I don't have any doubts that this commander's front can hold their own when it comes to matching up against the Eagles' offensive line in the run game. But can this front be able to get after Jalen Hurts and limit the opportunities over the top in the vertical passing game? I'm not sure that that's going to be the case. So we'll we'll see what ends up happening. But I think it could be a big day for Jalen Hurts throwing the football. I, look, I wouldn't be shocked either, and maybe, just maybe, you hear a little tinge in our voice of what the ah, primetime parlay might be coming that, your huh? way in about 30 minutes from now. You but that, huh? that aside, I, I'm having trouble seeing the scenario where Washington can win this football game. Yeah. I'm, I'm having a lot of trouble seeing that. And the Monday Night Football preview is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit Progressive.com. Before uh, we get into, in just a little bit, the bottom five from Sunday, Canty, I just want to hit you with a couple of numbers that moved yesterday on Caesar Sportsbook based on the outcome. Are you ready? I'm listening. Title odds movement. Notable teams that fell. Buffalo goes from plus 280 to plus 380. Mm. Seattle from 35 to 1 to 50 to 1. Okay. Rams down to 80 to 1. All right. Cleveland, well, Cleveland, who cares? Uh, MVP odds movement. Just in one day yesterday, Patrick Mahomes now goes from plus 220 to plus 140. And Josh Allen falls from plus 220 to plus 
500. Is Mahomes running away with this thing at this point? Because I kind of think he like is. feels like that's what's happening, right? I told you last week that he's quietly putting together the best season of his career. Can't but, Carlin, just, it's Carlin, so we're, we're, we're through nine games. The guy's got 25 touchdown passes to seven picks. <laughs> yeah. I'm, and, he's gonna, and, and he's going to smash the single-season passing record set by Peyton Manning. He's going to smash it. He's going to smash it. All he did yesterday, Canty, with 331 yards, was keep pace with his average. That's it. <laughs> That's it. He That's was averaging it. 326 a game going in yesterday. And four touchdowns. And I have to say, I'm sitting there calling the game yesterday in Kansas City. And the first time I looked down at the screen and saw four touchdowns, I'm like, wait, what? He's got four touchdown passes? How did I miss that already? Like, yep. mentally... It just happened so effortlessly for him. It's nuts. But here's the other one I want you to, the other two I want you to drop uh, and, and take an eye on uh, for the MVP. Ready? I'm listening. Tua goes yep. from 12 to 1 to 9 to 1. Yep. He is now the fourth favorite. Kirk Cousins, 50 to 1 to 25 to 1. Hmm. Which one are you jumping on? I would jump on Tua. I probably would, too. But yeah. if I was going to jump on Tua, the time to do it is now. Yeah. I'm not going to let that number get all the way down to 4-1 to one and then see it fall apart on me. Carlin, there's only sense. one person that can win MVP over Patrick Mahomes, and it ain't Tua. There's only one person. And you know who that one person is, right? Micah Parsons? No. <laughs> you want because we be. have a financial You want it, you want it to that. be. There's only one person that can win MVP over Pat Mahomes right now, barring injury. It's Jalen Hurts. Mm -hmm. And the stipulation or the caveat, whatever you want to say, is him helping his team to run the table. That's it. If they go undefeated, no matter what his numbers are, because his numbers are not going to jump off the page. It doesn't matter what his numbers look like. I mean, he's got if they go undefeated, Carlin, he's got 18 total touchdowns to only two picks. The fact that he's doing a lot of it with his legs, he's got six rushing touchdowns, Mm -hmm. is what a lot of people hold against him. But listen, if they go undefeated 17-0, forget about it. He's the MVP. I don't care what Pat Mahomes' numbers looks like. You want more numbers? Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, some numbers that have Canty thinking crazy about one second-year player. We'll tell you what that is next. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? Unbelievable run. WBBM in Chicago with the call. Uh, I got to tell you, I mean, Canty, he's amazing. 
It's a video game, man. It is a video game. He's not Lamar Jackson, but he's not all that far. He's not all that far. From why, why, is he, why do you say he's not Lamar Jackson? Because I, I don't think he's as electrifying in terms of running it quite yet. He's, he's elect, but does, does he cut like Lamar? Yeah. Does he make people Car- Car- miss quite as much? Carlin, he probably doesn't have as much of the make a miss as Lamar Jackson. That's what I'm talking about. But but he but he has that top end gear like Lamar Jackson when it comes to separating. If you don't believe me, all you got to do is look at the 67 yard run he had after he threw the pick six. I mean that was a scramble, and once he got out the gate, Carlin, nobody was catching him. Jeff Akuda, who was a top five pick for the Detroit Lions several years ago. Couldn't run him down. And that guy's a starting cornerback and was known for his speed. Couldn't walk him down. That's how special Justin Fields is from an athlete standpoint. And furthermore, when he tucks it and runs, he doesn't look like a quarterback running a football. He looks like a running back or a wide receiver. I mean, that's – I mean, this guy is next level, Carl, and it takes several guys to get him down. And out of all the impressive plays that Justin Fields had yesterday's game – the most impressive might have been his first completion, Carlin, which came with about three minutes to go in the first quarter. There were about three or four Detroit Lions that had a shot to get this guy on the ground, yet he was able to scramble, make some guys miss, and then keep his eyes downfield and keep his eye on Dante Pettis, who was the man that was converting his route on a crosser. It was incredible just to watch this guy perform like a magician. And one of the things that I appreciate about what we're seeing from him now which is clearly a more confident quarterback, is Carlin, he's keeping his eyes downfield. Well, the guy is making it, he's making it a point, Carlin, not to get out of the pocket yep. too quickly. He's allowing the routes to de- develop downfield, and he's trying to buy time and hang in there to throw from the pocket. And so I think that's one of the things that young quarterbacks get themselves in trouble with, not being discerning in terms of when the right time to take off and run is. Sometimes you can quit on a play too early, and that's when you're probably going to have a short shelf life as a mobile quarterback. But if you continue to try to allow plays to develop and you only run when you have to, most of the time good things are going to happen for you if you have the right supporting cast. And it feels like Justin Fields is starting to move into that second category. And that's why everybody in Chicago should be excited about what's going on with the Bears. Well, that's listen, I'm not going to sit here and try to pretend like I understand it to the level of having played it, because I haven't. But the one thing that you can clearly see is what you just talked about. The idea that with so many young athletic quarterbacks, it's first read, not there, take off and run. Mm -hmm. That's not what he does. He wants to throw the ball. He wants to throw the ball. And Canty, it's so easy to fall back on your athleticism when that is how you got here to begin with, right? Yeah. But but Justin Fields, we didn't look at him in college and think this is just a pure running quarterback and that's it. This guy could throw dimes. He He was really, really good with his arm at putting it in spots that are exceptionally tight spots. And... To be able to stand in the pocket and keep doing what you're saying, looking downfield, not getting your eyes caught up in who's coming and trying to kill you, but actually (laughs) being able to focus on the task at hand in the moment and having the instincts. That's the other thing. 
he does have that feel of who's coming when he can't see them. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. It's almost and, like eyes in the back of your head. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. we know that the really, really good quarterbacks have that. And the ones who are just kind of average maybe don't. He has that. And um, I, I just I, – is he a top ten player in the game already? I I think he's in the conversation for top ten players that you would start your team with. And so that's a little mm. bit different. It's more nuanced than being a top ten player or a top ten quarterback. But if you are drafting players to build your franchise with, I think based on the last month of football, Justin Fields is in the conversation for being one of those top ten players. I mean, we know the guys that are going to be the first off the board, right? You're talking about Pat Mahomes. You're talking about Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert. Those guys are no-brainers. Michael Parsons, I'd even throw him in that category as a no-brainer. Those are six guys that everybody is going to take off the board first in terms of a guy that you would want to start your team with. But when we start talking about those three or four other guys that round out the top ten, I think based on what we're seeing from Fields, he's now in that conversation. I mean, Carlin, this guy is amazing. I mean, 13 touchdowns over the last four games. 13, Carlin. That's a lot of touchdowns. He's doing it with his arm. He's doing it with his legs. I think he's the perfect quarterback for this new NFL where you have to have a guy that can take advantage of all of the free yards that are out there based on the room that defenses are giving quarterbacks to scramble with the different coverages that they're playing. So, to me, I think Justin Fields is more of where the game is going. And if you don't have a quarterback that can use his mobility to get you out of trouble and to, at times, be a force multiplier, then your offense is not going to be able to keep pace with some of the better quarterbacks, some of the better scoring outfits in this league. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app. So Justin Fields was clearly one of the best things that we saw on Sunday. Yeah. But somebody else Canty just mentioned, it's one of the worst. We'll explain in just moments after I tell you about this from our good friends at FanDuel. Now, football season, it's, it's, we are right in the heart of it, baby. So now's the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book if you haven't done it yet, because right now new customers are going to get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's free bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just sign up with promo code PLAY. The app is safe, secure, and just so easy to use. FanDuel has all your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads to player props. So sign up today with promo code PLAY for your no-sweat first bet. Make every moment more this season with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! 
Dubbed. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Did you miss Canton and Carlin? The dreaded vote of confidence. <laughs> the dreaded vote won't, won't, of Want to do it? <laughs> that vote of confidence, boy, that'll get you up out of there. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> that'll Can't get you Carlin. up out of there. ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app, we are presented by Progressive Insurance. Well, Canty, listen, as usual, we had your top five, which was outstanding earlier today of what we saw on Sunday. Hmm. So if there's a top five, there's got to be a bottom five, right? Yeah. Here's Carlin with the bottom five. And coincidentally, I I have it. Now, uh, just to be clear, if we had done the top five right now, as opposed to earlier, my top five would have included Jalen Hurts' suit for tonight. Because yes. if you have not seen it, <laughs> I just retweeted it. At Chris Carlin, Chris Canty retweeted it. At Chris Canty 99 my friends, check out this suit. And if you don't bet on the Philadelphia Eagles tonight, you don't know what the hell you're doing. Yes. This is, Canty, I looked up the difference between fuchsia and magenta, and this is more of a fuchsia suit that he is wearing tonight. It is gorgeous. Yes. Yeah, it's got a lot of energy to it. You know, magenta is a little more muted, but leave it to Jalen Hurts to f- figure out exactly what's the right chord to strike. Walking into Monday Night Football, the whole country watching as you take on a division rival in the Washington Commanders. I I, I love the suit, Colin, and I love your caption about the suit, Eagles by a million. See, I actually am deluded enough to believe that suit could even make me look good. Yeah, we should absolutely do that, Colin. Matter of fact, I would spend good money to pay a tailor to make that <laughs> suit for you. I got a better and idea. And ask that you do a show with that suit on. I feel like that that's what the people want to see from the bald mamba. They no. want to see you walk in with the Jalen Hurts fuchsia Monday Night Football suit on all the way down to the nines and maybe even throw in some aviator shades. I, I think what we should do is, and I'll get to the bottom five in a second. This is too good. Uh, <laughs> I think what we should do is the next time this year that you and I do a game together on ESPN Radio – we need to walk into the stadium with these kind of suits and have somebody film it. Oh, we mean business. Listen, if we're going to do a game on the radio, we mean business, folks. I mean, we would look like Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger from Twins when they had the matching suits. Like, that That would be – we are making a statement, big fella, we walk in to do a game like that. Oh, I may even give you a little spin in they, there, They too. might have to move us from the radio broadcast team to the TV broadcast team. We look so damn good in those suits. Oh, that's funny. Oh, that's amazing. Nance walked right past me yesterday. I guarantee if I wore that suit, he wasn't walking past me. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you know what? Those two guys belong on TV doing this game. All right, Canty, let's get to the bottom five. Number five. Number five. Uh, one of the guys you mentioned a few minutes ago, Justin Herbert, as one of the best young players that you would pick to start a team. And I don't disagree, mm-hmm. Canty, last night. Last night, I know the 49ers are really good on defense. I know that. He threw for 35 yards in the second half. Yeah. 35 yards, Canty. Yeah. That's atrocious. That can't happen 
when you are a young star quarterback in the league. I'm not telling you to go out there and beat the 49ers. I'm not telling you to go out there and throw for 300 yards in the second half. You can't throw for 35 yards and a half. Can, can, I, can, I, can I defend Justin Fields quickly? Do we know that Justin Fields was not concussed? I mean, Justin Herbert. Do we know that? Because, I mean, the shot that he took from Dre Greenlaw, I, I don't know. It didn't look like he was right when he got up. I'm just oh. going to say that. I'm going to put that out there. Oh, okay. But, and, and I don't mean to sound, you know, unfeeling, but if he's back out there, he's in the game. Okay. That's all I'm saying. Chris and that's Carlin, why he's Chris only Carlin number five. the coach, sweep the leg. Got it. Next. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> Next. <laughs> number four. Oh, God, that Cowboys defense. Oh, my Lord. That was awful yesterday. I can't believe. I can't. I truly cannot believe they blew a 14-point lead. I, I, I just, I, in the fourth quarter, let alone, I, I mm. can't believe it. And I, I truly can't believe that they allowed the Green Bay Packers to rush for 207 yards. I, I know that they were not doing a great job stopping the run, but for a team that we have talked about being not defense first, but certainly defense focused to a degree with an offense that was more tailored to that, that defense was bad. Yeah. That was really, really bad. <laughs> oh, speaking of which, number three. Number three. I don't know if you knew this, okay? But apparently, when he was hired last week, Jeff Saturday had no prior coaching experience at the college or NFL level. Hmm. Did you know that? I knew it. Oh, you did. I, you know why? Because we've heard it everywhere over the last week and a half. <laughs> and I don't care that he won the game yesterday. That's great. It was still not a great hire. Jim Ursay can scream and yell all he wants. I, I like Jeff personally. We know what happened. But why did they win the game? Because he was playing the Raiders, <laughs> who he himself called awful a couple of weeks ago. The Raiders looked terrible. That was the tweet. On October 30th, as Kevin Winter just told us a little few uh, a little bit ago in his update. So, with that in mind, Darian Butler, fall on the football. You cost your team the game. Yes. How did you not recover the fumble? What happens, Paris Campbell, a minute later? The Raiders can't, they just can't get out of their own way, and they are just awful. And that was why the Raiders lost yesterday because they're just awful right now they have the number two pick in the draft next number two canty speaking of awful and we haven't talked about it at all and there's a good reason for it the saints offense yesterday oh oh my god (laughs) canty was it offense can you call what they did offense well you can call what they did offensive yes exactly (laughs) 1.9 yards per carry oh 186 yards of total offense, 10 first downs, and two turnovers. Oh, my Lord. Yeah. You should be you should be relegated for that kind of a performance. Like, your offense ought to get bumped down to the XFL for that. <laughs> Honestly. That's, I, as, that's as bad as could be. I didn't know T.J. Watt was that good, Carlin. <laughs> I didn't know he was that good. <laughs> Apparently, he makes a difference. That's all I'm going to say. Number one. Uh, Canty, I, I, listen, I can't, I can't, I can't make an excuse for Josh Allen and these red zone mistakes. Oh. 
I, 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 how do you throw on a fourth down in range to salt this game away? You throw an interception in the end zone instead of just throwing it away and let your defense do the job. Yeah. I, I mean. Now, when you these, say an interception in the end zone, which one are we talking about? Yeah, the second one. Okay. Specifically. But we could talk about either one. Okay. I was just curious. <laughs> and then we could also talk about the fumble. Now, uh, on the interceptions in the end zone, these are Zach Wilson type of plays right now. Yes. You are no longer Zach Wilson. You were a couple of years removed from that. You can't make these mistakes anymore, and forcing it is very real for somebody that's supposed to be an MVP contender but no longer is. And then the fumble. I don't care. I heard Tim Hasselbeck say this yesterday about how things change when you're in on the goal line and the center gets submarined and all that, and I know it's a tough spot. I know that. Bottom line, though, is you see the replay of that? The ball was in Josh Hallen's hands. The ball was in his hands. It hit him in the hands. You cannot fumble that football after your defense just stood up on the goal line to win the game. Carlin, you're talking about three turnovers in the fourth quarter and overtime, and two of them led to points. The other one closed out the game for the Vikings. Unacceptable. Just just horrible. Josh Allen is yesterday's worst. Yeah. And I never thought I would be uttering that phrase. It's Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. What do we do? We make people money. Oh, we do. And it's a primetime parlay coming up in just moments. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? Primetime parlays have been good to us. Yes, sir. Tonight, we're feeling our oats a little bit. That's okay, though. That's okay. It's called taking a shot, and every once in a while, you got to take a shot. Well, it's an NFC East primetime parlay, right? So we got to mm-hmm. add a little more juice to it, seeing as how I spent eight years of my career in this division. Yes, you did. Absolutely. Okay. So you know a thing or two. So let's hit Just it, shall we? Time to earn some cash. The taste of money, the smell of wealth. It's Carlin's best play of the night. The taste of money. It's a primetime parlay. You're damn right it is. Canty, as we have just discussed and we've gotten to it during the break, mm-hmm. we're going four-legger tonight. Yes. Four-legger tonight. We're being aggressive, yet not irresponsible. Like Josh Allen. <laughs> no, I don't know about that. I mean, I'm meaning Josh Allen's irresponsible. Yes. yes, he's very irresponsible. That's not what we're doing. We're more of the Pat Mahomes variety. Exactly. Yeah. Tonight's the Eagles are 11 point favorites tonight. That number yeah. feels a little. It, it doesn't feel heavy, heavy, but it's for, one of those backdoor division, scary division rivalry that yeah. feels heavy. Yeah. Yeah, and it's a backdoor scary kind of number right there mm-hmm. too. So. The over-under is 43. We like the over. Yes. Over 43. Canty on this one. 
Antonio Gibson, total rushing attempts, under nine and a half. Fade him. You like the Brian Robinson factor. I here. like the Brian Robinson impact, man. Brian Robinson Jr. has been getting more of a steady diet in the run game. I think it's getting to the point where they're going to feature him as the focal point of the running game. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't see Antonio Gibson getting nine and a half carries. And I think the game script is going to take the commanders away from the run game, if I'm being honest, Carlin. Okay. Jalen Hurts passing yards over 247 and a half. Last time he had over 300 yards against yes. Washington. Yeah, that Jaylen was one Hurts of only yards. Yeah, that was one of only two 300-yard performances that Jalen Hurts has had this season. Mm-hmm. Finally, Terry McLaurin total receptions over four and a half. Over four and a half. So here, once again, is the total parlay. Over 43 total points. Antonio Gibson under nine and a half rushing attempts. Jalen Hurts passing yards over 247 and a half. Terry McLaurin receptions over four and a half. On Caesar Sportsbook. That's a sweet plus 900. Ooh, that's got some juice. Let's take a shot. It's got some juice. Three and out, let's go. Sometimes it's the worst. Sometimes it's the best. Best. Either way, we'll get you straight with everything you need to know. This is three and out. Canty, we, uh, primarily because it's a Monday, uh, we got through the show without even mentioning Joel Embiid's 59-point performance in 36 minutes. 101 what? points over the last two games. By the way, also had 11 rebounds, 8 assists, 7 blocks. That's what you call carrying a team, Carlin. And they need him to with your boy James Harden being out for the next three weeks. So Joel Embiid doing what he's got to do to make sure his team's season doesn't get away from him. Mm. And... uh don't look now, Carlin, but the Sixers are at 500. So congratulations to the Sixers. That That's where you should be in terms of moving up the Eastern Conference standings and getting back to respectability. So shout-out to Joel Embiid for being able to carry his team single-handedly. Definitely want to see more from Tyrese Maxey, though. Like, it's time for him to start yeah. growing up a little bit. Uh, earlier today, Alex Smith uh, talking about playing for the Washington Commanders. And um, let's just say he's got an opinion when it comes to why playing for Daniel Snyder? Not ideal. When you get to Washington, like it's, it's just not that. It's the total opposite. Like there's just, it, it seems like a never-ending um, stream of questions you get asked from the media about stuff that's coming out of the other side of the building. This never-ending distraction, and then it's hard too with the fan base because they're a fan base that wants so bad to support you as a player, but they also have such a hard time with the owner and have had such a hard time with the owner and ownership. So there's this like split dilemma, right? They don't, they don't want to come support you at FedEx field, right? It's probably the worst game day experience in the, in the country. Oof. <laughs> they don't want to support you. Worst game day experience in the country yet. He's going to get 7 billion. Yeah. Well, here's the thing, Colin. It's a strong fan base in that DMV area. And if we're being honest nationwide for the commanders, just hasn't been a whole lot for them to hold their heads up about over the past two decades with Dan Snyder as the owner. So I think once they move on from him, all of a sudden you'll start to feel a new energy about the franchise, and you're probably going to be able to get some public funding to put a new stadium in that DMV area. So it all yeah. hinges on Dan Snyder moving on. They say a fish rots from the head down. 
And it's clear that's what's happened with this franchise. Uh, Canty, Baker's back. Baker Mayfield going to start Sunday for Carolina. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) P.J. Walker dealing with a high ankle sprain. They still want to look at Sam Darnold again. I think we've seen enough, don't you? Meanwhile, uh, New Orleans considering making a quarterback switch back to Jameis. Oh, boy. Does it does it matter? Like with either one of these quarterback changes in the NFC South, do they matter? Do they matter? Because I mean, both of those teams are going to be in the market for a quarterback. Unfortunately for New Orleans, they don't own their first round pick. That belongs to you guessed it, the Philadelphia Eagles. Mm -hmm. If it doesn't matter, and they had 186 yards of offense yesterday, oh Lord, fold the franchise for Pete's sake. Canty and Carlin, weekdays on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+.